Hello and welcome to Q&A with the Doc. Today, the Doc is in to answer the question, can a believer live a sin-free life? Let's hear what he has to say. So can a believer, can a Christian live sin-free? Can a Christian live and never sin? Well, in theory, this actually sounds like something that can be accomplished. What I mean is when a person surrenders their life to the Lord Jesus Christ, the Bible clearly teaches in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 13, that the Holy Spirit of God takes up royal residence in our heart, takes up royal residence in our life. God actually lives inside of us. So look at Ephesians chapter 1, verse 13, and here's what Paul writes. And you also were included in Christ when you heard the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation. When you believed, you were marked in him with a seal, the promised Holy Spirit. Goes on in 14, says he's a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance until the redemption of those who are God's possession to the praise of his glory. That means that he's with us from the moment we surrender to Christ until even when we go to a real place called heaven. So in this life, the Spirit of God lives with inside of us. When does this take place? Remember what it said. You were included in Christ. In other words, you became a Christian. You were saved. Your sins were forgiven. When? It says when you heard the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation. So first, a person has to hear that Jesus is the Son of God, who is God the Son. That he left heaven and came to earth, lived a perfect life. He was tempted in all ways, yet without sin. He died on the cross, was buried in a borrowed tomb, and just like the scripture predicted, he was raised from the dead on the third day. It says in that verse, when you heard this, it says, then you believed. And when you believed, it says you were marked in him with a seal, the promised Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit... At the moment we believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, his death, burial, and resurrection comes into our life. We are redeemed. We're regenerated. We're saved. We're made clean. We're made whole. We become a believer, a Christian, a follower of Christ. And we have the very power of God, the Holy Spirit who lives in us. And the Holy Spirit, if we are controlled by him 100% of the time, we could technically live without sin. The challenge is that typically doesn't happen. And what I mean, the presence of the Holy Spirit is with us at all times. But the power of the Holy Spirit does not always operate the life of a believer. We can choose to be controlled by our own flesh. This is why in Ephesians 5, verse 18, writing Paul was writing to a church that was struggling a little bit with the uh, misuse and abuse of alcohol. And he says, do not be drunk with wine, which is debauchery, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. So he says that even though the Holy Spirit resides in us, we may not always be filled with his power. Instead, we may live by the flesh, which means that we would walk in sin. He addresses this with the church in Galatia as well. So in Galatians chapter 5, verse 16, in this same context, knowing that the Spirit lives within us, but we also live in this body of flesh, in verse 16, he says, I say, walk by the Spirit, talking about the Holy Spirit that lives within us, and you will not gratify the desires of your flesh. 
He's saying there, if you walk by the Spirit 100% of the time, you actually wouldn't sin. But in verse 17, he says, for the flesh, that's this body we live in, our humanity, he says, for the flesh desires what is contrary to the Spirit. In other words, there's a war inside of us. The Spirit of God in the flesh. And he says, and the Spirit desires what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other so that you are not to do whatever you want. But if you are led by the Spirit, you're not under law. Then he goes on and says in verse 19 that the acts of the flesh, in other words, the desires of the flesh are obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, and envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. And the like clarifies that anything that would be against God's word would fall under the acts of the flesh and would be sin. Paul says, I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. Paul is saying to the believer, don't live like the unbeliever. Don't gratify the desires of your flesh. No, live by the Spirit. I met someone years ago whom I really admired, an older gentleman who actually helped me understand some of the scriptures. He falsely believed that he could actually live life and never sin. And the reason I say falsely believe is because I understand that as humans, even though the Spirit of God lives within us, the flesh is still a real threat and that none of us are perfect. So much so that John, the beloved, writing in his letter, 1 John, writes to the church, the people of God. He's not writing to the unbeliever, he's writing to the believer. And in verse 8 of chapter 1, he says, If we, that's the Christian, that's the believer, if we say that we have no sin, these are people that their sins have been forgiven. He says, if we claim we have no sin, we are deceiving ourselves and the truth is not in us. Verse 9, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say that we have not sinned, we make him out a liar and his word is not in us. What John is acknowledging is what Paul wrote about. And that is that even though the Spirit of God lives within us, we still live in a fleshly body and still have earthly desires. So how can we live with less sin in our life? It really depends on who we feed. Will we feed the Spirit of God within us? Or will we feed the flesh that we live in? Feeding the Spirit of God obviously would mean we need to partake in prayer. We need to be involved in fellowship, actively attending and serving in our local church. We need to study God's Word regularly. And as the Lord would lead us, we should fast and practice these spiritual disciplines so that we're feeding the Spirit of God within us and giving Him permission to rule and reign in our life. As we get away from these spiritual disciplines, what happens is we begin to feed our flesh with the things of the world. And then the flesh rises up and we make decisions contrary to God's Word. So as Paul wrote long ago, I encourage you as the Word has encouraged me. 
live by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of your flesh. I hope this helped. Look forward to more questions in the future. Whatever you do, though, today, remember that God loves you, and so do we. Have a great day. Thank you again for joining us on Q&A with the Doc. If you have any questions for Dr. Sean, you can send him a message on social media at at Dr. Sean Keels or send him an email at seankeels at gmail.com.